Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at NortonSimon.org. You have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from Alleist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes, too, when you donate now at LAist.com slash sweeps. LAist Studios. Hey, LA. We're going back to the movies. From LAist Studios, this is How to LA the show that helps you discover Los Angeles. We're back with another episode of Revival House, our love letter to the vintage and independent movie theaters around the city. Today, we're heading over to Eagle Rock to check out Vidiots, an iconic video store in Santa Monica that closed its doors in 2017. Vidiots reopened last year in the historic Eagle Theater, and yes, all of its 60,000 DVDs made the move too. Vidiots has made renting a movie cool again. And you can check out any DVD in their massive catalog for just three bucks. They'll also be one of the theaters hosting screenings as part of the new Los Angeles Festival of Movies this coming April. To learn about why Vidiots had to move and how a video store is even thriving in 2024, keep on listening. How to LA producer Victoria Alejandro is going to take you from here. In 1985, an independent video store opened up in Santa Monica and made a major splash. One of the weirdest and most interesting video stores in these parts is Vidiots. We're the only store in Los Angeles that does carry the video artists and the independent filmmakers. We have a big cult section, which draws in a lot of people. You could find an incredible treasure trove of otherwise unknowable material from people who, at the time, were harder to get to know. I started here because I was a kid at Vidiots. Vidiots was so famous, blown away by it as a film lover and just a citizen of the city. And now, after a massive renovation, Vidiots has reopened in the historic Eagle Theater. This movie theater was really important from 1929 until 2000 to this community. In a neighborhood that's been referred to as a movie theater desert for the past few years, Eagle Rock. There are no movie theaters in Eagle Rock. There's no movie theaters in Glassell Park. There's no movie theaters in Cypress Park. The story of Vidiots is one about two historic cinema spaces coming together and finding new life. Vidiots executive director Maggie McKay, professor and historian Ross Melnick, programmer Sila Reyes, and actor and filmmaker Noah Segan are going to help us tell it. We'll get into it right after this. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center presenting American Mariachi by Jose Cruz Gonzalez. It's the 1970s and women can't be mariachis, or can they? American Mariachi is a feel-good comedy about familia, amor, and tradición that will send your heart soaring and put a bounce in your step with a wave of vibrant, infectious live music. On stage through June 9th, tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. 
Support for LAist comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies, held on select Fridays in May. Each film touches upon Spanish artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro and The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie by Luis Buñuel. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on four consecutive Fridays starting May 10th. More information at nortonsimon.org. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. In May of 2023, I hopped on the phone with Vidyat's Foundation Executive Director, Maggie McKay. They don't know unless you've ever tried to open a movie theater, you know, like community-based video store in the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> in the wake of a pandemic, through a pandemic, I'm not sure one could explain the roller coaster yeah. in a way that would be tangible, but it's both terrifying and very exciting. Vidyat's has now been open a few months, and it is safe to say the theater is thriving in its new home. I met up with Maggie again recently for a chat in the video store. That's a radical difference from the last time I talked to you. I was very certain that people would come to the movies I was pretty certain that they would come back to the video store. I did not anticipate that we would just be sellouts multiple times a week on the movie theater and that we would have by now rented over 30,000 titles on DVD and Blu-ray. This is our first week of operations at the Eagle. Sitting in the store, we are surrounded by racks of DVDs. Over Maggie's shoulder, I can see an anime section and a shelf of Muppet movies and racks of musicals. Behind me are new releases, cult films, staff picks, and a great vintage photo booth. It's old school in the best way. You know, we didn't know how important this space would eventually be. We didn't know how hard it was going to be to get it open, but we especially did not anticipate that the community in LA, I mean, I mean the film community all over the place, but especially that our friends and neighbors here in Northeast LA would embrace it the way that they have. We're interrupted by a visit from a friend and major champion of idiots, actor and filmmaker Noah Segan. You probably remember him from movies like Brick or Knives Out, and he made his directorial debut last year with the Jewish vampire road movie Blood Relatives. Is, you think that I've got some place that I can take you? Like the Batcave? You're feeling a little conflicted. You can imagine how I feel. As a vampire who was also a teenager! There's even a signed copy in the display case under the rental checkout. It was a video store for people like me, is what put it on my radar. Kathy and Patty, who are the founders of Idiot, from its earliest inception, they 
put so much care and effort into ensuring that they were stewards for queer and female and punk rock and outsider cinema. And they took such great advantage of, at the time, the VHS format, which was, you know, doubleable and shareable. And you could have people donate bootlegs and student films and stuff that did not get traditional distribution. You could find an incredible treasure trove of otherwise unknowable material from people who, at the time, were harder to get to know. When Noah first came out to L.A., he was an assistant to cinematographer Tom Richmond, living in his spare room and lugging equipment around the city. I remember him going into Vidiot's with me, one of the first times I think I ever went into Vidiot's. They knew him because he had shot a lot of movies that were kind of bastions of punk rock and queer cinema, and he had a movie that had recently come out and they very nicely took the movie from the new release section and they took it out of its sleeve and handed him a Sharpie and said, would you sign this? Which mm. is one of their kind of hallmark is when you sign your own movie for the rental shelf. Oh. And I remember watching him do that and thinking to myself, like, man, that is the coolest thing in the world that you get to contribute to this library. Noah's on the Eagle Rock Neighborhood Council and is a founding member of Vidiots in their new nonprofit phase donating to the theater alongside folks like the Duplass Brothers, Aubrey Plaza, Ryan Johnson, Karina Longworth, the list of indie darlings goes on. Let's learn more about that library Noah referred to, the iconic Santa Monica video store. We're taking it back to the 80s, and Ross Melnick is here to help us fill in some of that history. In 1985, Patty Pollinger and Kathy Tober opened an alternative video store called Vidiots at the corner of 3rd Street and Pico Boulevard. When it opened in 85 and for the next three decades, one of the hubs of cinephilia in LA. Because it wasn't a blockbuster, it had obviously mainstream titles, but it became a place where you could get films from around the world and of course, films that reflected a wide and diverse set of programs and filmmakers. Vidiots was well regarded and well frequented, but in 2015, they were on the brink of closure. Rental numbers were down drastically and founder Kathy Tauber was quoted as saying, we are just bleeding money. That year, the indie production house Annapurna Pictures stepped in as angel investors, allowing the space to stay open for another two years. But it was clear the business model was no longer sustainable. Despite 30 years of support in LA, Vidiots wasn't safe from industry changes. Video stores everywhere were going under. In 2017, USA Today named videotape and disc rentals the number one, quote, dying industry. Blockbusters were closing, physical media sales were on the decline, and even this year, Best Buy officially stopped selling DVDs and Blu-rays. By that point, Patty, Kathy, and Maggie were already starting to come up with a new plan. I got involved in 2016. Vidiots had by then transitioned to a nonprofit organization. They had, Patty, Kathy had just with great advisors and a wonderful board of directors, had worked very hard to do everything they could to transition to a nonprofit model and to keep things going in Santa Monica. But it was just becoming more and more difficult financially, logistically. Santa Monica was changing so radically in terms of the costs of living there and working there and who was living and working there. 
And by the time I came in, they had really almost closed several times. And the first time I met Patty and Kathy, we talked about access. We talked about how important places like Vidyats are for children and um, for inspiring new generations. And when I walked out, I knew there was absolutely no way I could walk away from it. Even if I wasn't gonna get the job, even if it was a, I was jumping on with gusto to the deck of the Titanic. In 2017, Vidyats in Santa Monica closed. It was very hard to leave Santa Monica. We had a very devoted community there. I think what made it possible was that Patty and Kathy, sure, they're sentimental, but they live very much in the moment. And what mattered to them was that the collection stayed together and that it remained accessible to the public. They knew the West Side wasn't feasible anymore. And to move forward, Maggie looked for an opportunity elsewhere someplace that needed what Vidyats could bring. I wanted to do what Patty and Kathy did, which was to see a gap in the culture and take advantage of it. And having lived on the East Side for over 20 years, I knew that the biggest gap in the culture is that there are very few movie theaters on the East Side of Los Angeles. There were once many movie theaters here, and you know, one by one they closed. There's something of a cinema desert in this area of L.A., there's the 100-year-old Highland Park Theater, which almost closed in 2023. The Lemley in Pasadena has also been teetering on the edge of closure. The IPIC fully shut down. The Rialto in South Pasadena is now a church. And the Alex in Glendale shows classic movies, but only on Sundays. And all of these places are still a 10 to 15 minute drive from Eagle Rock. No neighborhood options. I started here because I was a kid at Vidyat's. This is Sila Reyes, Vidyat's programmer and marketing director. And like I'm a Afro-Cuban Filipina, so like I feel like I really need to make sure that my people are represented within the programming, and especially because Eagle Rock historically is a very Philippine and in Latin community, and they need to be like they need to be so aware that we love them and we want them in here and that this is space is theirs as well and it's not about coming in and taking over and like imposing like this film bro culture on them i had a little filipina auntie come in who's had just moved here from the philippines and i was like what do you want to watch and she was like music i love everything with music with every triumph he is so cute but mom, you can't tell dad. We're showing Selena tomorrow, and she's like, I'm buying a ticket right now. And then she showed up with a Selena t-shirt, and she was like singing along in this matinee, and I was like, yes, it doesn't matter your ethnicity, your age, your gender, it doesn't matter, you belong here. And I wish on a star that somewhere you are thinking of me I was very bolstered by the fact that the first time these conversations started brewing with Patty and Kathy, they said, oh no, the East Side is very much what Santa Monica was in 1985. You have to find a neighborhood that's very much like that. And I knew we needed to be in a residential neighborhood. I knew we needed a commercial property. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't certainly didn't think we were going to end up in a historic movie theater. That was luck. Suddenly, the opportunity to revitalize a major part of Eagle Rock was on the table. Because now we were bringing back two 
very important film hubs to the city of Los Angeles. This movie theater was really important from 1929 until 2000 to this community. The Eagle Theater first opened as the Yosemite Theater in 1929. It's right on the corner of Yosemite and Eagle Rock Boulevard. Get it? In 1937, after two ownership changes, it became the new Eagle Theater. Like many cinemas at the time, there were games of chance, door prizes, and even dish nights where you'd get a dish or a plate with your movie ticket. Anything to get folks in the door. Decades later, anything to get folks in the door looked a little different. These are not deviates. They're not perverts. They're adults who are choosing of their own free will to see an adult movie. That's how one of the owners of the Pussycat Theater characterized the men and women who go into the theater to watch what he called sexually explicit but not obscene movies. The owner of the Pussycat Theater chain, a famous West Coast pornhouse chain, purchased the Eagle in the mid-70s. But John Blythe, the president of the Highland Park Chamber of Commerce, did not like that the Eagle was on the brink of pivoting to porn. And so Blythe is really animated about this thing. He feels like this is going to destroy not just Highland Park, but Eagle Rock, and that movie theaters will become this kind of dens of sin. So Blythe threatens to send picketers to go there every single day. He says he's going to photograph anybody entering the Eagle and even begin to photograph license plates and send notices to people who go to this theater. And by this point, I'm curious, did showing porn in movie theaters ever officially become illegal? The way that this has been adjudicated is not largely by some national decree, because there isn't a national decree against adult films, neither on video or any other place. Where it gets adjudicated is in local circles. Getting your licenses renewed or getting your health code violations suddenly investigated or getting your, your fire safety codes getting to be looked at. All of those are the ways. But if you think about the early 1970s, it is a boom time in porn theatrical across the country. For theater owners who were struggling across the country, it looked like the tree. It looked like the next big thing. Deep Throat came down off the marquee at the Pussycat Theater, replaced by The Sound of Music. The theater eventually changes hands and becomes an independent cinema in the 80s. But the theater doesn't make it past the year 2000. By the time you get to the end of the 20th century, it's limping along, and then it finally closes in 2001 and becomes a church, a series of churches, actually, until 2019, which is how I think most of my time in L.A. I remember it being a series of different churches. And in 2019, the last of those churches vacated the space. This theater was sitting here empty and derelict for a long enough time that it was starting to get pretty creepy on this corner. The building itself was a complete safety hazard. There was very outdated electrical. There was no fire safety. There was no ADA accessibility. Since we've opened, we've helped other businesses just by being an anchor in the neighborhood. So many more businesses have opened in storefronts that were truly abandoned storefronts. And Eagle Rock Boulevard has just gotten so vibrant. And it was already starting before us. The theater has been totally renovated and, in my opinion, is one of the most comfortable places to watch a movie in the city. The legroom, the sight lines, the projection. Incredible. Though Vidiots had a lot of support when it first decided to make over the Eagle Theater, with founding members supporting the remodel with donations, Maggie felt a lot of pressure to make the space great. When... 
we got this building and we knew we had a very big renovation ahead of us and we knew we needed to actually make changes to the footprint of the theater itself. I was like, we can't do this without knowing from the get-go what will be the best scenario for sound and projection, especially as a woman. I This sounds, <laughs> it's not the nicest thing to hear, but I knew leading a project like this in a very male-centric industry that if it wasn't perfect, uh, even if it wasn't actually happening in my head, I would always think, they don't think a girl can run a movie theater. And considering that I'm one of the few, you know, women operators of a movie theater, I didn't want that to be the case. And so again, I surrounded myself with experts and the first call I made was to wonderful Jules at the New Bev almost in tears and said, you know, we have this building, we have great architects, we have this amazing contractor. I think we're gonna be able to raise the money, but I don't know what to do. We need somebody to work with us on the designs to make sure that we're not fucking up the sound and projection. And she said, I know who you need to call. Maggie made that call, and the folks Jules recommended made all the difference to how the Eagle looks and feels now. Jules sharing those resources and experiences was critical to the theater's success. That experience has made Maggie want to pay it forward. The next phase seems impossible. It is ambitious, but the hope is that within a few years, we'll be launching an impact project that will seed other organizations like Vidiots around the country. So if you have a video store or you want to open a new video store, or you have a struggling art house theater, or a comic book store, and you think, I can put a screening room in here, or I can put some physical media in here. We want to be a place that people like I could have gone to when I desperately needed foundational support and could not find it almost anywhere. Vidiots found some support in small grant organizations and the Golden Globe Foundation and the National Association of Theater Operators, but they didn't have the bandwidth to tap into resources at larger organizations. So the dream is that we can be a generator for places like this. And in every city, state, and town, there is someone like me who sees the gap, wants to fill it, and has the, you know, blind faith to do it. And I would like to support those people and I would like to give them whatever resources we have available to help them achieve that. So if you wanna catch an old classic or a new favorite, or if you just miss that childhood feeling of browsing the video store aisles for a weekend flick, then check out Vidiots. Thanks for going to the movies with us. Next week on Revival House, we'll be heading over to the Gardena Cinema. People always comment on how nicely preserved the theater is, as it was from 1946. And I tell people it's only preserved because my parents never had enough money to upgrade it. Catch you then. That is it for us today. Thanks to Ross Melnick, Noah Segan, Sila Reyes, and Maggie McKay for helping us discover Vidiots. 
Harole will be back tomorrow highlighting cool things to check around the city. I'll be joined by fellow LAist host Antonio Serigido for Social Calendar. See you then. This episode was produced by Victoria Alejandro. The rest of the How to LA team is Monica Bushman, Evan Jacoby, Megan Botel, and Erica Washington. Engineering support on this series is provided by Hasmik Pagosian. Our executive producer is Megan Larson, and I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes LA a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.